Welcome to The John Chapman Show, where we talk about retirement readiness, strategies to help you grow and preserve your wealth so that you get the most from life with the money you do have. Are you on track? John is an employee of WorthPoint LLC. All opinions expressed by John and podcast guests are solely their own opinion and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of WorthPoint. This podcast should not be relied upon for investment decisions and is for informational purposes only. Hey, hey everyone, John Chapman here. I'm joined by my co-host, Erica Maryhugh. Erica, have you ever had that time when you've had a terrific weekend, maybe you've been out playing or doing something fun and you wake up, you get to your office or you get out to out in your home on Monday morning and you're just thinking, where the heck am I? <laughs> Yes, I actually, it's funny you asked that question. I just had that question come to my mind. I just got back from camping and, you know, the very next day I wake up and I see a 10 loads of laundry that I still have to do an empty fridge. And somehow I have to feed my family. I have all these tasks and activities to drive my kid to, and I don't even know where to begin. And I just literally asked myself, how, what, what, how do I even get here? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the reason I'm thinking about this, Erica, is because I just got off a phone call with a client the other day and I could tell they were experiencing some, some pretty major dis discomfort. They were stressed out about their personal finances. Yeah. And, and I really think it comes from this frame, these questions that whether or not they're conscious on people's minds, I think most people are asking themselves these three questions. Where do I stand with my personal finances? Mm. And sometimes we ask ourselves even a really a, a bad question that I want to encourage people not to do, but where do I stand relative to my peers? You know, sometimes oh, yeah. at a corporate office, you're thinking like, well, that guy got promoted. I wonder how much money he has. Or yeah. that guy just bought a new house. Man, I wonder how much money they have. Yeah. And that's I a terrible thing to do. But, sure. you know, humans, we, we do that sort of stuff, right? You've probably never done that, right, Erica? Oh, yeah, never, never. Except yeah. for yesterday, <laughs> the day before, and the day before that. But yes, yeah. No, so never. we're asking ourselves this something, <laughs> something along the lines of where do I stand? Another question we're asking ourselves, whether we know it or not, is where am I headed? Where do I want to be in the future? Right. And... And then maybe even a third question that could even be harder if we can't ask, answer the second is how the heck am I going to get there? Yes. Right. And so on today's podcast, I want to focus in on these three questions that I think basically everyone's asking. And we also know from just some research that, that, you know, really only like a third of people out there hire a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. And so you would hope that people that hire a financial advisor are going to go through this, but, but not always. So it's not a granted. Yeah. So even if that were to be the case, there's still what 66% of people out there that haven't worked with an advisor. They're asking themselves as questions. They have a high degree of discomfort by not having some structure. And so I think today, as we go through these three quick steps, hopefully we can start to give some framework and structure so people can start working through this. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, if I put it on my CFP, my certified financial financial planning hat, Erica, when I think about somebody asking me the question of where do I stand, I want to pose back to them a couple thoughts. First, ask yourself, what life stage am I in? Mm -hmm. What life stage am I in? That's things like my kids are in middle school or my kids are in high school or I'm an empty nester. Or maybe it's like I'm in the VP role and I'd really like to be in the C-suite. Or I work at a large corporation, but I kind of want to be an entrepreneur or something like that. So what life stage are you in? Two other quick questions, Erica. It's what's my income? And really you can boil that down to like, what's just my take-home pay? Right. Like each pay stub comes in, it's deposited in. What's my take-home pay? And then the last thing is what are my assets? 
what are my assets? And as, as fundamental as this is, thinking about life stage, income, and assets is the best way to orient yourself. And especially if you've, maybe you've had a good run or maybe you've been busy, it's, uh, it's easy to lose track of your income and not keep a budget. It's easy to lose track of the different buckets of money you have and your home equity and all these other things. So Erica, how, how many people do you think keep track of their income or their assets on an ongoing basis? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say not as much as I would like to admit. I know I I use a little app called Good Budget, but every time I show that to someone, they're like, oh, I, I've never heard of that. I'm like, oh, okay. So I wouldn't say very many people, you know, I think they see money in the bank account and they say, great, I can just spend it. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. And that's probably pretty normal. So, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, where do I stand? The first checklist of items are your life stage, your income, your take-home pay, and what your assets are. And so we can use that as our starting point. If I, I'm like kind of imagining this map, Erica, and the next point we're like, we want to pinpoint some area like diagonally across on the map of like, where do I want to go? And, and I think some people have a hard time with this because it requires some introspection, but you 110% have to go through this if you haven't done it already. And you need to ask yourself in one year, what needs to accomplish in my family and my faith and my business for me to feel like I'm tracking towards where I want to be going? Or maybe in five years from now, where do I need to be with my faith and my family in order for me to feel like I've been spending my time well? And so if, if those questions don't come easily to you, here's some other tips that you can think about. It'd be things like where you're going to be located, hmm. who are you going to be spending time with, and what activities are you going to be doing? Yeah, John, that makes me think of a friend of ours. We've known them for a long time, invested in their kids from our youth group. All their kids are now in college. There's one left. And at the end of this year, you know, they're going to go off to college and they're really thinking about relocating to a different state and trying to, you know, form their new roots there, mainly because they want to be closer to their kids where their college is and they want to kind of experience that that empty nester thing. But it's it's kind of a scary thing to think about of, you know, they were in a certain spot for so long and now this new stage, they're asking themselves those very same questions. Yeah. And, and you know, there, obviously they can be come with a challenge, but we I, I heard a phrase one time, we've got unlimited desires, but limited resources. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where the challenge is of answering this second question of where do I want to be in the future? But as I work with my clients and we go through this exploratory process about thinking about the future and you, you have some creativity to really, to really shape the life that you want, I eventually want to end that part two with boiling it back down to some type of amount of income or some type of lifestyle that somebody wants to maintain for themselves in the future. Like I, I think that I can accomplish some of the hobbies. I can spend time with the people I want to, and I can give back to the charities that I want to with this amount of income per year wow. or per month. And when we, we kind of hone in on that, that now logically comes to this third step, which is how am I going to get there? <laughs> and so yeah. we can juxtapose question number one with question number two, and say something like, how much do I need to save every year, every month, or however, in my 401k or my investment account in order for me to get there? Yeah. And Erica, being able to boil down that, okay, I've got X amount of dollars. I need to save $30,000 per year. I'm going to max out my 401k, 19500 and I'm going to save, I don't know, $11,000 in my investment non-retirement account. And that doing that over the next 
seven years, 10 years with some, some stock market growth with my mix of stocks and bonds in my portfolio, that should get me to an asset level where I might be able to produce that. And, and thinking about you know, my tax strategy and my legal strategy, it just, it, it all ties a bow on, on putting everything in perspective for your, your personal finances and finishing this step three, I think can give just this huge sigh of relief. And I think that's probably the thing that I crave the most in my conversations. It's this yeah. man, thank you. I know yeah. where I stand with my income, yeah. right? I, 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 I've got a clear idea. I've thought a little bit about the possibilities of the future. Obviously life can change. Maybe I go down different avenues, but, but really like if I can just, if I can just save this much, and let yeah. time do its thing. If I can think about getting or you know involved in these activities, then hopefully that'll be time and money well spent. I like what you said about tying it into like a bow, this like idea of like this gift box. And you're just putting all the stuff that you need to start doing, looking at it a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. And then with that, you know, with your financial planner, you know, guiding you through that, you can just tie it in a little bow and you're like, great. Now I have a plan. Now I know how to move forward months from now, years from now, and then even longer than that. Yeah. And obviously life changes. And so, you know, the, the coronavirus last year was a good example where all the things that you might've planned in January completely got pulled out of the rug. Right. And so this is an ongoing exercise, but um, this is really the heart of financial planning and why I get so passionate about helping people. And and then you can go off and live your life and you don't have to worry about it. And and some people try to make personal finances way more complicated than it needs to be. But I think if if people, we know people are asking themselves, where do I stand where am I going and how am I going to get there? Yeah. This is a great way for you to get on your way. So Erica, thanks for joining me again. Yes, and we'll thanks see you here John. next week. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the John Chapman show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. We encourage your questions, comments, and feedback for additional information. Check out the John or look for John on LinkedIn and Twitter. See you next week.